Welcome to the Whose Sign Is It Anyway podcast. It's our bi-monthly podcast all about the moon from sisters. I'm Deborah, And I'm Mia. And we're obsessed with astrology. So we're inviting you into our ritual conversations about the new and full moon. So lots of astrology, which is beginner friendly, some tarot and numerology. So grab your crystals and let's get our witch on. So this is this is episode one on the new moon in Gemini at two degrees coming on 522-2020 at 1.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, awesome. But like, let's take a second to acknowledge that this is our first episode on our first podcast. And you probably have no idea who we are. Unless you're our friends and family who are also probably the only people listening. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'll start. I'm Mia. Uh, I got into astrology about a year, year and a half ago. And I was going through a little bit of a rough patch and I was just really lost. And no one was really giving me advice that was helping me out and, like, feel like I had some direction and purpose. So I started finding astrology and it really did help me find that purpose and my place in the universe and yeah started making me feel good and feel like things were starting to come together in some peace um I remember that like I really remember the shift it gave you exactly it made me feel really empowered like knowing more about yourself just gives you more power over yourself Mm -hmm. so with that being said um I'm an Aries sun Leo rising and Libra moon so that's the empowered woman I am. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, so which is your favorite part about you? Uh, probably my Leo rising. She's just a fun time. Party girl, likes to entertain. I think she makes me really funny. So love yeah, her. Yeah, I love the like, Leo placement. Yeah, you know, just and a good time. Yeah, and obviously in my big three, there's no earth. So it's hard for me to feel grounded sometimes. And astrology's helped me with that, but queen of earth my sister side <laughs> and really makes sense I'm all earth together <laughs> right so, yeah that's me. so I'm Deborah and yeah so I'm a Taurus sun uh Libra rising and uh Scorpio moon I feel like when most people hear them as Scorpio moon they get a little scared <laughs> I was once in this like moon crew group and so we're like giving our big three and as soon as I said Scorpio moon everyone's like oh <gasps> Like literally fast, but I do love my Scorpio moon and we just had a really intense one. So it kind of like reconnected me to that part of, and it's like totally not a fun place to be like, not going to lie. Yeah. It's not a good time, but like coming out of it, like you really see the strengths in it. Um, Yeah. I've always kind of been into astrology, like even in high school, um, I was like all about it, but not like in the more um, like more of like about the sun sign stuff. And I was like daily horoscope things. Yeah, like super basic, but always like super intrigued by it. And then I got really into it a little while ago. But like I think having someone to share this with kind of made me just like get into it even more like specifically you Mia (laughs) right having someone to like bounce off of is great because astrology is like it is personal but also when like we get more into it it is about the the collective so it's nice to be able to bounce off someone and like see what they're thinking about it and how they feel about like Deborah said that's Scorpio moon right like see how it affects them because it affects everyone differently but everyone is affected Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah I love it um, so on May 22nd, we're going to get this new moon in Gemini. And I feel like everyone's already kind of starting to feel the energy. But first, let's like talk about what the heck a new moon is, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, new moon, and new start. So, so- <laughs> <laughs> obviously newbies at this. <laughs> We also just talk over each other a lot in general, so we're going to try really hard not to, but we're also sisters, so just know, like, 
we've had our whole lives of talking over each other (laughs) so it might take a little bit but yeah and this gemini moon is like hitting us hard already (laughs) right all about communication but we'll get to that so yeah so i was like to say that like the new moon is traditionally um like setting intentions like sowing seeds for the next um, upcoming like 28 days and so like as I was journaling for this I really like pinpoint that like for me the keyword is intentions and not so much goals because goals have to be the quote-unquote like smart goals they have to be specific measurable attainable all those things and the thing with the new moon it's a time when the sky is the darkest right there's little light the the sun is being like the sun and the moon are next to each other blocking out the light. So I think when you have such little light, it translates into like little clarity, right? So you can't make these specific goals when you have that little amount of clarity or light. And I think that's, you know, and so for me, it's like setting up intentions, like how we want to use this energy, how we're going to adapt to this energy and move with this energy instead of being like really rigid with it right yeah definitely new moon energy is great for um laying that groundwork getting excited about things welcoming new ideas um and all that and it's definitely a time to embrace uh one thing with everything though is don't be so hard on yourself just because it's optimal time to do something doesn't mean it's the only time um Mm -hmm. so it's like really harness this energy but don't put so much pressure on yourself to you know, get something done or have, you know, this three month plan on a new project, it's definitely time to just get comfortable in your new ideas. Exactly. And like, I think that's why I'm like, I don't like to use the word goals, but intentions, because again, we have to be flexible with it. And like something else that I was thinking about was how like the moon and the sun are conjunct, right? So they're kind of like playing off of each other's energies. So like the sun is hopeful, inspiring, energetic, it's really motivated. Um, But the moon, it's passive, it's receptive, there's like the unknown quality. So Mm -hmm. that's all that. We're still open to what the universe has to give us. Right. And anytime anything like any planets are conjunct, it just means they're energies are working together so Mm -hmm. they're coming together not for like good or bad it's pretty neutral energy of just like their powers coming together so when the sun and moon are conjunct it's a great time to be reflective but also kind of show the world what you've got because the sun is how you show the world like your sun Mm -hmm. sign and then your moon is very internal it's your emotions it's who you are like deeply rooted um So those two energies coming together can be really powerful and can make you feel really empowered because you might feel most connected to yourself or, again, like those ideas that are coming to you, you, it might be those like aha moments of like, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. this is totally what I wanted to do. This is totally me. So it's a really powerful time. Yeah. Um, And then just like FYI, what a conjunction is, like in a chart, you would find the of each other. They're at the same degree in the same sign. Right. So we spoke about the um, energy of the new moon. So now let's talk about the energy of this new moon on May 22nd, 2020 at 1.38 Eastern Standard Time. So the question is, do you know the question we have? Whose sign is it anyways? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's for Gemini. all you Gemini moons. This yes. is this one's for you. Um, also, I just think it's worth mentioning. So we were talking about like your sun sign and rising and your moon sign, so like your big three. And a lot of times, pe- like people will have their sun sign go for everything. So if it's a Gemini moon, they're like, "Oh, I'm a Gemini," and there definitely is that power there. But it's always worth looking into your moon sign because that's where, like I said. It is a slightly different energy from your sun sign. Your sun is how you show yourself, your vitality. And your moon is much more internal. It's who you are like behind closed doors when you're dealing with things, when you have a lot of emotion. So it definitely, like Gemini moons or Gemini suns or any sign, sun and moon will present themselves differently. So that's always just worth, you know, acknowledging as well because Gemini suns don't act the same way as Gemini moons. And if you're Mm. both, well 
I'm sure you talk a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Word, Mia. Um, And I guess like at the end of this, like we'll put our contact info. If anyone has questions on their charts, then we can definitely help out. Mia's really great at that stuff. Um, Yes, definitely. I love helping people get into the basics of astrology, reading their chart. So, okay, so let's get into the Gemini new moon. It's going to be happening at two degrees Gemini. Um, I guess let's first start off like what Gemini energy is, right? So that we can see these patterns in our everyday lives. Um, So Gemini energy normally tends to be about learning, communicating, writing, and people like siblings and close neighbors, yeah, definitely all those relationships. Yeah, yeah. New moon in Gemini. Uh, a lot. Of, one of the things that moons in Gemini need is they need to learn things. They want to talk things out. They want answers and solutions. They like new experiences. And they're very much that person who like when something is wrong, they want to talk it out or they really want to find the answers to um, like their problem so they can be very resourceful people like very well learned people yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's um, like a, a phrase <laughs> learned. so um and that's great and it definitely you know a lot of people say like if you have an issue like talk it out and stuff with that being said some challenges of this moon is that not everything has an answer So that can be really hard for Gemini moons because they want answers to everything and that's where they find their peace. Mm -hmm. So during this, for the collective, during Gemini moon, it's always good to remind yourself that not everything has an answer and you don't need to drive yourself crazy looking for one or learning everything about something. You can, you know, just go along with how things are and find peace in how things are. Yeah, so I think like to the flip side of that, like Gemini energy in general, not just for the moon, it it is very inquisitive, it's like philosophical, but it's also fun and creative. And like, in being fun, creative and playful, like you, Mm -hmm. it's the part that lets go of like needing an answer, right? So I feel like it's like playing up that side of it more than having to like painstakingly have to problem solve, you know, right? And yeah, Geminis are like really fun because they want those new experiences. Um, And they're all about getting that well-rounded life experience. And Mm -hmm. again, like traveling and seeing and making those new relationships and new connections. That's really important to like the lifeline of Geminis. So Mm -hmm. definitely. That's like part of their duality, right? Mm -hmm. Like Geminis, you know, the two sides. Like it can be very like serious as far as like taking um, like their education, higher learning very seriously. But it's also can flip and be like that fun, like flirtatious party girl. And I just say that because I'm a Gemini Venus. (laughs) No, I have a friend who is, Gemini she has a lot of Gemini in her chart but she's also a Gemini son and I know she wouldn't mind me talking about her so it's fine (laughs) but no exactly it's having that duality and being both being and obviously not these two distinct stereotypes but just like for sake of conversation like being that party girl and being that like bookie girl you know literally find a girl that can do both right like that's the Gemini find a girl that can do both for you and you know look for a Gemini first if you're looking for that for the both yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like there are some signs that have some really heavy stereotypes with them, mm-hmm. and I think that it's one of them is Gemini because of the twins, and a lot of people think they're two-faced, and it can have kind of sneaky energy, but I would oppose that. I would say no, I don't think they're two-faced. They are just so good at kind of matching the energy of the room because mm-hmm. they're so well-rounded. And if they're acting a certain way around you, it's not to fool you or to trick you. Maybe they can have that skill, but it's not necessarily why they're doing it. They're kind of just reading the room, reading the person they're with. Um, and they definitely have different masks for different people, but it's not for like of malicious intent. Word. Yeah. Like I totally 
they reject that stereotype of Geminis. Mm -hmm. You think that Geminis are actually like really like um, never malicious, like as far as like whatever planet is in that sign for them. Of course, like people who are Geminis, what signs, suns, like they could have other qualities in them, right? But like just Gemini energy in general are not like sneaky like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely just, you know, be careful with anybody, not just because they're a Gemini. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Geminis are a lot of fun, really inquisitive, mm-hmm. love learning. And um, also, they're kind of those people who have a lot of different talents, a lot of things they're interested in, um, a lot of different hobbies. Sometimes you can find them not really knowing. Sometimes a lot of Geminis don't really know what they want to do with not even just their life, like, career, but just, in, like, for the day. They're, like, mm-hmm. what yeah. I do. Um, and that goes back to this new moon energy because you might find yourself having all of these ideas and you're, like, mm-hmm. well, I have to, you know, capitalize on this because it's the new moon and you need to pick an idea. And you might actually find that pretty hard right now because you have to, you might have a lot. Yeah, um, we're going to get into that also because of, like, the aspects. Right. Um, But... All right, so like that's the Gemini energy, right? Shout so out to my how do we? Yeah, yeah. Happy on my um, birthday. So let's see how we're seeing it in our real life. Like part of astrology is kind of like getting your head out of the books of just like reading these things and learning to identify the patterns in real life, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have really been feeling this Gemini energy, like the sun and the moon are about to both be in it, and. Obviously, we're all in quarantine, but like, I don't know about you. Like, I see more people coming out, like, wanting to do things, like, hang out with friends, like, itching to go mm-hmm. hang out and like connect and communicate more. We're like leaving tourist season, right? Like, we're just right. comfortable in the home. And now in Gemini, like, we want to get the F out. Yeah. We're like, oh, I want to do things. I want to have new experiences, you know, hang out with my friends. And also Gemini, again, the twins, they are people who are with their friends, with mm-hmm. a significant other, with a family member or something. They like being in their pairs and stuff. Um, so definitely starting itching to get out there. Yeah. So now that we've kind of like glossed over the Gemini energy and how it specifically works with the moon, um, we want to get into the aspects which is not going to be super specific we're not like certified astrologers or anything <laughs> like that um but this is just to give you a bigger picture of how to work with this energy so, so aspects are really just if you look in your if whenever there's a chart like your birth chart the aspects are the spaces or the angles of the um distance between the planets So depending on that angle, it's either can have more of a positive, neutral, or challenging um, aspect on it. Yeah, so aspects, they are how other planets are affecting whatever we're talking about. So right now we're talking about the moon. And what aspects really comes down to is a little bit of math. It's about the angles and how far away certain planets are from, again, what we're talking about, so from the moon, and the degrees they are away from it. So trine is known as kind of like a gift, and a gift is something that protects you. It's, um, but something you're gifted with, something that's great, something that's good for you, that's going to help you, protect you. Um, and like Deborah was saying, how it has to do with angles, trine is when a planet is 120 de- degrees away from another one. And then there's another aspect known as a sextile, which is 60 degrees, and that's another kind of gift. And square, so since the moon is square Mars, is known as a challenge, and it's when a planet is 90 degrees away from whatever we're talking about, which is the moon. And challenges in their name they're challenges and they can be hard but I always like to think of them as gifts you kind of have to unwrap a little bit and go through some stuff to get to because at the end of it you do come out with some lesson or some trait that's really valuable and really worth going through that hard time for and the other kind of challenge is an opposition which is when the planet is 180 degrees away from whatever we're talking about 
And those can be really hard. But again, like any challenge, it's something you go through. And there is always a little gift at the end of it, I think. Yeah. And I love how you always say that, the gift that needs to be unwrapped. So the aspects, I guess there's a bunch of aspects going to be on 522. But the, I guess we'll talk about the two ones with the big planets with Saturn and Mars. Yes, Mars. So the moon, the new moon in Gemini is going to trine the, is going to trine Saturn. So trine, like Mia said, it's a gift. It's a hundred, that means the moon and Saturn are 120 degrees apart. Mm -hmm. And Saturn is a planet of hurdles and limitations. And it's in the sign of Aquarius. So Aquarius is all about like technology and like innovation, creativity. So I find the way I'm interpreting this aspect is that like certain problems won't feel so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost comes off as like an emotionally neutral aspect because if you have like Saturn with an aspect to like one of the more maleficent planets can make you a little more like angry, frustrated, or like really intense and saddened. But with Gemini, again, it's like a lighter feeling. So that's why I'm interpreting this as a problem that won't feel so hard and won't be so angry or sad. And because there's also an opening line of communication with that said problem, right? Like Gemini is all about communication. Right. So yeah. maybe you'll think of a, like a new approach or a new way to come about some an issue that you've been having, right? Like Saturn issue, like with structure or like um, I don't know what's another Saturn thing. Um, like just completing tasks, being really on mm-hmm. point, and it is like the planet that gets things done kind of thing. With as far as like like again structure, like you're gonna find that you have more discipline with it. Um, but yeah, it definitely, this aspect plays up on how productive this time is going to be because um, again, with Gemini, just kind of being excited to do things and being able to harness the pow- the discipline of Saturn is really mm-hmm. great. And for anybody who might find that they have a hard time being disciplined or being um, on task and focus or that you might, be someone who you don't really feel motivated, especially during times like this. I know at least mm-hmm. I found it's been really hard to feel motivated. This is a really good time to kind of get back in the groove of it and find that motivation because you're going to find these tasks are going to come a little bit easier right now. So I feel like this podcast is an example of this, right? Like yeah, definitely. We're problem solving. Like we're not able to see each other. Yeah. And so like we're doing like a passion project for the two of us and also like Gemini siblings, right? Right. So, definitely. And, communication yeah. and Aquari- Saturn and Aquarius technology. So this is another reason why I was like, we have to freaking do this. Right. It's, it's again, literally like the, the best stars. time to do this. It's literally <laughs> in the stars. Everything is in the stars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is a really great aspect that when I saw, I was really excited for. So I hope everyone is starting their passion projects. And, you know, again, I feel like some of the words we use, like disciplined or structure may, because Saturn is a very traditional planet. Um, Mm -hmm. So some people might start thinking about their like nine to five jobs and stuff. And if that's Mm -hmm. what you're passionate about, for sure, you know, focus on that. But you don't, that's not necessarily what it's about. Like Deborah said, it is your passion project. It is something that you're like a hobby or something that you're kind of thinking about that you can start putting some focus on. Yeah. And like, I know when we were like pulling cards the other day, like something that came up for us was like getting more involved in something that you may not be a master of mm-hmm. um, and kind of developing that skill more and getting like into it more. And again, another example of why we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> So the next aspect. Um, yeah, yeah. Deborah, do you wanna start it off on it? Um, so all I know is that there's a square to Mars. <laughs> yes. So there's a square to Mars. Mars which again is a challenge. And Mars Deborah and I have different opinions on Mars. Apparently mine's <laughs> unpopular. I am an Aries, so I obviously respect and love my Mars. Um some people don't feel the same way. But so honestly, anything with Mars is pretty explosive. Just 
the nature of Mars. It is the warrior planet. And on its best days, it's there to protect what you love. And on its worst days, it's just carnage. <laughs> so, But side note, like uh, Mars is in Pisces. Mars is in Pisces. Pisces is really passive aggressive. You <laughs> love saying that about that. Because it's true. My brother-in-law, so Deborah's husband, is a Pisces. He's he's helping us with this, so he might cut this out. But <laughs> but if he doesn't, you know, he can be pretty passive aggressive, and that's and it's out. But <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's yeah, true. So Pi- so Mars is in Pisces, and that's gonna uh, like again. We were saying there's a lot of different parts of astrology, so everything goes into it. So because it's in a water sign, it's not going to be so explosive. It's going to want to kind of, you know, be watery and be a little bit calmer. But at the end of the day, Mars is Mars. And also it's going into retrograde or it's currently in retrograde. No, it's going to go in retrograde when it's in Aries. Right. Okay. During the summer. That's going to be a, a different time. A nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but so in this case, so this um, square with the moon, again, square is a challenge. And this just means you're, you're going to want to get your anger out, your frustration out, and you're just not going to really, it's going to be frustrating. You're going to want to get all this frustration out, and you're not going to really know how, especially, again, coming back to the context of the world we're living in right now in quarantine, mm-hmm. a lot of people's coping mechanisms aren't at their fingertips anymore, you know, hanging out with friends, going out you know, going to parties, having new experiences, even just like going to the beach, hanging out, you know, if certain things are closed and you can't. So um, you might find yourself always kind of about to explode. Yeah, I kind of picture it like a simmering, like there's a lid on the pot and it's simmering. Like it's, you're definitely worked up, but it's not like it hasn't bubbled over and... Yeah, like, unfortunately, like, at the end of the day, like, this stuff is what it is. And even, like, when, like, I pull tarot cards and sometimes, like, oh, this isn't, like, the most amazing read ever. But, like, (laughs) this is the energy. You know what I mean? And, like, denying it is actually a problem. And it's just learning to work with it. So, like, if we're aware, then, like, okay, so how can I try and release this energy? Like, what is another, like, Gemini, like, trying to come up with like a new creative way to release some of that right so exactly and also just getting back to like really basics of the planets we're talking about so we were saying the moon is your emotions and you know how you deal with those emotions and mars is the warrior so you can imagine yeah a lot of passion and a lot of um not necessarily anger but just like strong feeling Mm -hmm. and you imagine those two going together. So how you're going to want to express those emotions, even when you're not mad or anything, just sad or frustrated or anything like that, you're going to find that you want to be a little bit explosive about it. And again, it's in Pisces. So like Deborah said, it's kind of a simmer, Mm -hmm. but still, and it's going to be played up by the fact that, you know, we've been home for the past two months or so. So, you know, be Maybe, and I always remind myself this, kind of think twice with your family members. You know, if you're home with them and you're feeling a little frustrated, just know, you know, is... Deborah and I were playing cards the other day, and one of the things that came up is, is winning the fight worth it in general? And, like, if you were right, was it still worth arguing for? And I feel like that's... that was the nine of wands, right? Right. So I think that's definitely something worth thinking about during this time with this aspect is is that fight worth it for you? And, oh no, you know, it was the seven of wands. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so um, definitely think about that with your family members at this time. Maybe just go to your room, you know? Well, and also I was thinking just like throwing out their ways that we could work with this energy. So Pisces are always like people of little words, right? Like difficult to express their mm-hmm. feelings thoughts because it kind of all just gets like muddled in this wave of feeling right and using the gemini energy to our advantage and like try i think like journaling if you're into that it would be like really helpful because it's allowing you to find the words in very confusing 
frustrated time. Um, yeah. That definitely, I think like that's a way to use the energy instead of feeling like resistant with it, right? Yeah. And definitely again with that Gemini moon, you're going to want to, you're going to find that you're going to want to say a lot of things. And maybe mm-hmm. if you know saying it to whoever you're arguing with is just going to blow the situation up. If you have someone you can talk to, like a friend or family member, whether or not they live with you or whoever, definitely try and talk it out, what you're feeling. And Deborah and I, we, you know, and I do this with my friends too. Sometimes you just have to say things and, you know, just let them kind of live there and be like, okay, I said it, I felt it, and I'm going to move on now. So definitely find that comfort place where you can say things that like blurt it out and be like there'll be no damage right exactly yeah find that person awesome and then also I wanted to take a second to have a just a little note on numerology this um new moon is happening at two gemini new moon right twins two at two degrees on 5 22 22 um so a lot of twos so i think that that's just really aligning with energy the twos it's about cares it's about commitment and partnership and wholeness um one within the other the yin and yang um and that's a lot of like the energy that we're going to be working with and it's just another way that the universe is showing us what we're receiving so then what I love to do, I think this like really changed my approach towards my like new moon, full moon rituals is seeing um, where the moon is in my personal chart, right? To see how, in what area of my life this is being affected. So what, where is the new moon in Gemini landing in my chart? So I'll run it. I'll run through the list with you guys if you want to write it down, and then I'll let you guys know what each house means to help you identify that for you. Just um, I'm going to be listing if you the sun sign and rising sign. If you know your rising, it's definitely uh, works best if you go with your rising. So we'll start with the baby of the zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so if you're an Aries or an Aries rising, it's going to be in your third house. Your Taurus or Taurus rising is going to be in your second house. Gemini or Gemini rising in your first house. And Cancer or Cancer rising, it's in your 12th house. Leo, Leo rising, 11th. Virgo or Virgo rising in your 10th. Libra or Libra rising in your 9th. Scorpio or Scorpio rising in your 8th. Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising in your seven, Capricorn or Capricorn rising in your sixth, and lastly, oh, then Aquarius or Aquarius rising in your fifth, and then lastly, Pisces or Pisces rising in your fourth. So I'm going to just run through if you guys want to get some paper and pen, um, or maybe you guys already know this. If you don't, you want to know um, what these houses mean. So houses are, um, so the zodiac wheel is divided by the 12 signs. Each sign is 30 degrees and it's also, there's going to be 12 houses. Um, And so each sign is going to land in a specific house. Well, if you're using the whole sign, that's like how it would work out, the whole sign system. Um, So then these houses are areas of your life. So I'm gonna just start with the first house. So the first house is with your self-image, your your appearance, identity, and your vitality. Second house is about money, possessions, personal values, and livelihood. Third house is communication, early education, mind, and siblings. Cancer is about home and family, including your physical home. Leo, all about self-expression, I'm sorry, fifth house is self-expression, creativity, romance, um, children. Sixth house is about work, health, your routines and regimens, your um, work environment, how you stay healthy. Um, The seventh house is all about partnerships. 
Eighth is sex, death, mental health, intuition, other people's money, other people's assets. Um, ninth is higher education, travel, spirituality, um, astrology, philosophy, publishing. Uh, tenth house is career, reputation, and recognition. Your eleventh house is about friends, social life, groups, um, associations, um, the good fortunes, your goals and wishes. And twelfth house is the, your hidden life, sorrows, um, your subconscious. So then, now that we went through those houses, what I like to do is um, kind of put it together like a sentence. Um, I always say that astrology is like a language and you use the planets, the signs, houses, and aspects to build a sentence. So I'll, I'll do mine as an example. And so it's like the new moon, which is about setting intentions, and Gemini, which is about learning, communicating, curiosity, is in my ninth house of higher learning, spirituality, and astrology. So the one I came up with for myself was, I will be open to new and fun ideas to express and evolve my interests. Nice. Where does yours land, Mia? For my sun or my rising? Um, your rising. 11th house ah friends and groups so I'm definitely itching to see my friends which is possible right now but still being able to connect with them and speak with them and family which is why this podcast really came at a good time it's getting me social while still staying safe and staying inside so definitely one of my intentions for this month is to make more an effort to talk to people and get creative with how we talk. I know everyone's into those Zoom calls. I'm trying to do that with my friends and family. And yeah, just connecting as much as I can during a time that it's really hard to connect. Yeah. And like about community, and I feel like we're kind of itching for that. Like, that, again, another reason why we're doing this podcast. Like, my mantra is all about this podcast, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it came at a good time. It really is all in the stars. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically the astrology part for the new moon. So um, now something that like me and Mia have really been um, like loving. And again, this podcast is all just about flexing like our interests and like what makes us happy. Um, so then, of course, like we could not not talk about tarot. Oh, yes. I have my deck coming in. Oh, my goodness. My, my mom's going to want to listen to this. And she does. She's, <laughs> tarot deck she's scared of the witching powers. She's a little. She respects it, but it makes her nervous. So when she listens to this, she's going to immediately ask me to get rid of my cards. And I'm not going to. So. <laughs> but mine are on their way. So Deborah's going to be pulling some for this moon. And the spread that she, I mean, I'll let her explain it, but I really like it is she does like going into the new moon during the new moon and how we're going to be coming out of it. Yeah. So for this one, she's going to pull them since I am tarot cardless. <laughs> How's that feel? Bad. <laughs> it's actually like feels like a win for me when I got something and you don't. <laughs> Separate there and route. Like that pink Jeep you had when you were little. <sighs> See, my Leo rising, of course I had, like, a pink Jeep that I was rolling around in, you know? Yeah. Like, they see like me everybody rolling. Everybody wanted. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Whatever. now I don't like driving, so. That that <laughs> was, like, your That was your the last of driving. time I liked being in a car. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't a pink Jeep, get me out of here. <laughs> if it ain't a toy pink Jeep, I don't want it. I don't. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to pull the cards for us to really kind of, um, help all of us get a better idea of the energy that we're going to be working with. But I really do want to talk about how, um, so each sign, each zodiac sign has a major arcana card. 
Um, so the one for Gemini is the lover's card. And it's such a pretty card. You know what? I was actually saying this to Mia earlier that like I always was kind of like blah, boring, right? And it's like similar to how I feel with like rose quartz. And I've realized it's like my traumatized heart chakra. And I like did some journaling on this and I've found some peace with it. Yeah. Um, so the lover's card, right? It has, well, I'm just looking at my original writer um, tarot deck. So it has the man and woman, traditionally Adam and Eve, in the card with the sun shining brightly down and Archangel above them. So traditionally, this card was seen as like a literal, well, it can be in certain readings. It's like a traditional lover's card. Commitment, romantic partners, right? Um, but if we really kind of get into the Gemini energy, the man and woman, it's all about duality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how the sun is like takes up almost like half of this picture. And it's, so for me, it's like letting that duality show that's like within us. And it's saying that we can embrace and we should embrace both like all sides of ourselves. It's not that we need to hide one part or praise the other. Like we are this wholeness. Um, right. Yeah. And so for me, I think that like seeing that allowed and almost blessed, it kind of gives us um, permission to show the world who we fully are. And sometimes like if we're like nervous to do that, it kind of just makes us more special right right um i love the lover's card that's for me and deborah i think we're very similar but obviously everyone's a little different i'm like always <laughs> been drawn to rose quartz always yeah. love like cards like that and um and that's definitely my libra moon talking and so. that was my scorpio moon talking when i'm like fuck that yeah <laughs> But, you know, she's crossing over. So. <laughs> Finding peace with it. Finding peace. Yeah. Interesting. So it's funny because I was shuffling and a card jumped out, which is always like interesting when something like that happens, mm-hmm. when a card falls out. And it was the preceding card to the lovers. It was the Hierophant, which is the Taurus season card. Because we so, say goodbye to Taurus season. Goodbye to Taurus season. Do not forget what Taurus season gave you. <laughs> Love and appreciate it, guys. Um, so what I pulled of the energies coming out. Oh, so I pulled three cards. And the first card is the energy that we had, like, basically what was going on with like Taurus season, the preceding energy and the middle card is the energy that we're kind of in right now. Mm -hmm. And then the last card is what we're going to be leaving this new moon with. So like going into Gemini season with, um, and the first card that I pulled was the hermits. So, yeah, it's like (laughs) a literal card for like quarantine time. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's isolation going inward. Yeah, it's a good it's sometimes like I feel it can be viewed as a sad card because of the isolation that comes with it. But it's really great because um, it's really great because (laughs) in the actual card, the um, man is holding a light. And to me, that's just this, you know, looking inward and being reflective and having that time to yourself which I know a lot of people now, you know, trying to find the silver lining is like, oh, you have all this time to do self-care and like journal and do things you love. And honestly, this new moon time is the epitome of that. And don't get me wrong. I fully believe, you know, you don't have to do anything right now. Like whatever productive means to you and you want to do it, do that. Um, Because it is really your time. And like Deborah said, she pulled the hermit card. So you know, try and use this isolating time to 
reflect and look inward and what you really want without those distractions that sometimes come along with being around people or having social obligations. Yeah. I love the hermit card personally. (laughs) Personally? Yeah. I feel like tarot cards work similarly to astrology where some things that seem really scary or bad really aren't. You know, they're just hidden gifts. Yeah. But like one thing I've been noticing and I feel like it's not the way the hermit card normally hits me, but like because there's been so much isolation um, for a person that with like me, who's a really like my comfort zone is being like very internal and like a homebody and like being in this energy for too long could kind of like trigger and I'm sure like everyone's been talking about this like some depression or anxiety and it's just like harder to get out of the hole as like the longer I'm in it so right definitely also it can be like a flip side of the hermit yeah and it's all about like owning that energy and like I said I definitely am one of those people who are like you don't have to do anything right now because I see a lot of stuff online that's like oh you know pick up a new skill like do something right now be super productive and again Mm -hmm. I do think this new moon is a great time for that but just as a like a general thing for quarantine I feel like we all feel really pressured to do something because we have all this quote-unquote free time Mm -hmm. but if you just you know I've been watching a lot of Law and Order SVU as my sister knows everyone in my life knows and for me you know, I get through a season and that's, you know, check it off the list. Productivity. <laughs> so Productivity. Yeah. So whatever that means for you, you know, yeah, it's not what everyone else is telling you is productive. You don't have to go off and, you know, learn Latin to, to feel like yeah. you've been using quarantine to the best you can. Or start an astrology podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, guys, don't be scared. The next card I pulled, I'm going to keep it real, is the Five of Pentacles. So this is the one that's like associated with like poverty. <laughs> and again, this card that I pulled is all for the collective. Um, so I feel like it is actually super tied in with the collective because <laughs> let's not like kid ourselves. Like the economy is in the garbage. People are oh. like unemployed. People don't have health insurance. Like we're going through corona illness right like yeah. five pentacles so it really is on point i think for with sure energy and i guess it's for me seeing this card put it in the middle smack down in the middle for this collective reading is to that we can't ignore it right like mm-hmm. also part of like what mia was talking about is like being productive and like getting through this but like that's not everyone's reality like there are People struggling and we are luckily very blessed and I'm actually really happy this came up because it needs to be spoken about needs to be acknowledged and we cannot forget that these are really freaking hard times for people yeah and sometimes these cards aren't so literal you know they take a little bit more interpretation but I Mm -hmm. think right now we are kind of like at the bare bone basics of society and these cards are literal like this is you know real life for the collective it's not poverty I mean it could be poverty in other senses but like straight up people are going through it like people are losing their jobs and you know still to provide for their family so I'm also happy it came up because like you said it's something that we should acknowledge and is part of like the time we're going into right now mm-hmm. yeah for sure um so then the card I pulled for leaving this new moon what we're going to receive out of this new moon is the eight of wands. So action, action, movement, getting shit done. Right. Um, Which makes me, I don't know. I like to hustle and bustle (laughs) personal problem. But but I think that that's, (laughs) but I think that that's, um, also really tied in with the collective. Like we see things opening up. We see people going out more. Um, hopefully more people returning to their jobs. Yeah. I mean, by the end of this cycle, it'll have been a month. And I know it's different everywhere. So wherever you are, but at least in New York, 
like this next month is really crucial for things opening up. You know, mm-hmm. I know they're like phasing it out and stuff. So wherever you are, definitely by the end of it, there's going to be some kind of change. And this is like, again, sometimes tarot cards aren't so literal, but I think this really is. Like, this is just a crucial time to. Yeah. Again, I would just like connecting with the collective. And I think when I do that, it tends to be a lot more literal and easy. It's an easy read, right? But um, yeah. And also like I was just reading like the eight of wands is actually a good omen for people for finding jobs. So I think for me, this is like definitely a good um, perspective prospect for Gemini season I think the oh. lot of people that were furloughed are probably gonna be coming back even if it's just temporarily <laughs> until the next time but like yeah. um yeah so I think that's something to look forward to coming out of the five of pentacles yeah and it's also associated with like obviously success more traveling and adventure which is really tied into like Gemini energy yeah exactly really good cards for this time mm-hmm. I love hearing because this Deborah does this for the past few full and new moons we've had and I always like hearing them it's really interesting because it never fails to make you just really even if it sounds like it's going to be hard just make you really excited to go through and get through this new mm-hmm. moon um because that coming out card is always super inspiring like it has never left me being like oh, I don't want to see the end of this you know like yeah it always does leave you super inspired yeah um, yeah, so that was the hermit of going in, the five pentacles of a current state, and the eight of wands of coming out of it. And obviously our hair font that popped out and it was like, hey, don't forget about what you learned in Taurus energy. Yeah, that good Taurus energy. Um, oh, with the seas. <laughs> Bless. Oh, my God. Now everyone's Brandon, cut that out. I don't, I don't have Corona. I have allergies. <laughs> don't have Corona um awesome all right so so the who sign is it anyway we're going to be um doing this like we said bi-monthly and i'm sorry if this is very chit chatty for you guys again this is just letting you into our conversations that we really enjoy and we figure like what the hell let's record it and um we're going to be doing it for the next full moon yeah for the next one which for- is a big one yeah <laughs> a big boy <laughs> yeah literally it's in sag so next one is gonna next episode is gonna be uh for the sagittarius full moon slash lunar eclipse thanks for joining bye bye